0: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, let's start this thing. Um, so welcome, everybody, to the Friday Green Room. And we've already got some people jumping in. And man, it's been a busy week for the Avalanche and really kind of boiled down to Thursday. That was a, It's been a really busy Thursday. And uh, within the last hour of us going live, my main topic was going to be the Landeskog stuff, which we are still going to talk about. But because uh, Ryan Graves' trade went down, we're going to start with that. So we'll talk about the trade of Graves to the New Jersey Devils. We will talk about Gabriel Landeskog and his contract situation. And we will uh, get into, if we got time, T. E. Belmar and him not being brought back. So a lot going on, and, uh, you know, there's a lot more to come. This is just the start of things in the offseason for the Avalanche. So, uh, but first things first, if you guys are listening to this for the first time and you're wondering what the heck is Green Room, uh, we do these every Thursday night. And you just download the Spotify Green Room app and Follow the show, follow Lock on Avalanche, and then whenever the show goes live, like I said, which is always Thursday nights, between 9.30 and 10 o'clock, we got a little bit later start today because of the trade, and Alan and Kyle had a meeting that they were in, and I wanted them in for this, but especially Alan, Uh, so we're getting a little bit later start for tonight, but normally start around between 9.30 and 10 o'clock, and uh, yeah, you join the show, join the call if you want to join the call. Uh, and there is a chat going on. If you want to join the chat, if you don't want to get on the call, it's totally fine too. So uh, we kind of talk about all things avalanche and there's a lot to talk about right now. So um, Lothar, I want Lothar back because he just left. I want him back in the room because I, I want to get his uh, take on some things, but hopefully he comes back. Um, all right. So let's start the, the Colorado avalanche have traded. Ryan Graves in a clear expansion draft move is kind of leads me to believe they fully felt like uh, the Kraken were zeroing in on Ryan Graves. So what's the best thing to do is trade him for something. And they traded for to the devils for forward. Uh, Mikhail Maltsev, I believe is how you pronounce that. I don't know anything about him. Um, and they did get a second-round pick. So that's, you know, Joe Sackick recouping, and that's something I had been talking about for the past couple weeks. Could the Avs make some moves? I was thinking on draft day to make some moves to pick up a draft pick or two because they have three. Now they have four going into the draft. Uh, And I think that was a a good, sound move. Yeah, you're losing Ryan Graves, but if you felt like you were going to lose him anyway, this is like – you know that trade that you make at the trade deadline to get rid of somebody, just to get some return for them. So clearly the Avalanche thought Ryan Graves was the guy Seattle was going to take, um, and they get a forward in uh, Maltsev who uh, is big. I mean he's six three, six three, almost two hundred pounds. Young guy, twenty three years old. As far as stats go, he played thirty three games last year. Uh, six goals and three assists. Um, I don't know much about him, so uh, I mean, we'll we'll go around the room. If anybody knows anything about him, please chime in. But I I want to get to uh, Alan last, and we'll Kyle unmuted himself. So, Kyle, you are, I mean, I, I don't want to blow up your spot here, but obviously you are an Avalanche fan. But your East Coast team is the New Jersey Devils. So, first of all, what's your take on the trade? And what do you have on on Maltsev, if anything?
2: When it comes to the trade, I viewed this as I knew Graves, we were talking about him being unprotected, possibly going to the Kraken. I feel like with all the news going around about Landeskog and them being far apart when it comes to a deal and the money, I felt like this was a way to clear up some room and maybe make a bigger uh, deal to Landeskog um Malts now he's no Ryan Graves I'll I'll tell you right now um and his numbers don't look good but it's also a product of the team he was on um I mean he's got some good upside how he will translate in the Colorado system is still up in the air um I mean he's a good he's a good winger but it's just can he get in and uh, like flourish with the avalanche is going to be the question. And how soon will that be?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, as far as the cap goes, uh, Maltev is just over $800,000. Yeah. And he, the, going into this season, he's that's the last year of his entry level contract. Then he comes restricted, obviously. So, I mean, that's down the road. And what was Graves making like 3.2? One or something like that. I mean, it, it was just over three, I believe. So you're you're, you're saving some money on cap there. Uh, what does it say about your defense now? Now you're losing you're losing Graves. You're losing a body. I had just written something for the hockey saying how losing Graves to the Kraken would be detrimental to the Avalanche and what they're doing on the defensive end. Um, and now they go and trade him. I don't think anybody really saw this coming. Maybe we should have. It kind of makes sense, I guess. If 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 the Avalanche really thought he was the guy, fine, I get it. Um, so for the defensive side of things now, for the Avalanche, are you? I mean, who who replaces Graves in terms of what he can do? It's not Bowen Byram. Byram Byram's going to play, but he's not there to replace what Graves can do. Is it McDonald? McDonald's a little bit more physical. Uh, or do the or you know we haven't even touched the the free agent period yet. Yeah. Free agency, or Seth Jones a, a real thing now? That
2: there is- you go. I think you just hit the nail on the head. I wonder if this is not only uh, working for a Landis deal. This is also a part of the package telling Landy, hey, Seth Jones is on the way. Um, I wonder if that's <laughs> also where this is freeing everything up. Um, you know, the rumors were out there for a while and this looks like the first domino. Um, and I'm interested to see if that's where they're about to go with this, because I was about to say, um, their fill-in for Ryan Graves on the defense, I don't think plays for the Avalanche right now.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, that's that's well said. That could be true. Um, and yet yeah, you free up money, and yet yeah, does that go to someone like Seth Jones or somebody else in free agency, or does that go to Landeskog who? wants a certain amount of money. I don't know. Devin, uh, do you want to jump in on this? Um, Absolutely. Go Go ahead. I I
3: think Kyle and you just hit the nail on the head. I think uh, now this is going to make room for Landy to get a big deal and for the Avs to sign Seth Jones. Uh, And then also, I know we're going to touch on it, but Belmar and if the Vegas or if the Kraken go with... uh, You know, we get two big unrestricted free agents out of this i mean that would be huge and that would help push mm-hmm. the Avs to you know not even just heavy favorites and cup contenders but that that would be like having almost a better team than 2001 cup team to win, win a cup here
1: yeah are you kind of of the mind of uh you know in Sakic we trust yeah
3: i'm i i, <laughs> I believe i believe Sackic knows what he's doing and he's gonna He's going to make, he has that model because he was all part of that 2001 Cup team. And through, you know, 95 through early 2003, 2004, they were division champs, playoff, you know, contenders and had chances to win cups. And I think he knows the the format, what it needs to be. And he's trying to implement that. And he's seeing what Tampa's doing and he's trying to, learn from, you know, his buddy, Stevie Iserman. And uh, I think mm-hmm. he's might be taking some pages out of that playbook.
1: So did you say you, you feel like this is heading towards a, a go at Seth Jones? You, you did, I, you did, I believe
3: so. It's going to go for a go for Seth Jones. And then uh, depending on what the crack can do, it'll be a go for Taylor Hall, too.
1: So what do you think? Uh, you know, I, You know, I think a lot of our uh, pick on who the Kraken are going to take has obviously changed. Uh, I, I think it's going to be, be? – I've
3: I've heard now and since the past two days it's going to be uh, Nutushkin, and I think that would absolutely free up uh, money to make a big deal with Belmar, Belmar not re-signing, uh, make a lot of money there that we could beat uh, Boston's offer to get Hall.
1: Mm, yeah. You can't forget about him. Sakic just seems like he's so enamored with Taylor Hall, and he wants to keep trying to get him. Um, I, I mean, anything is possible. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, if, if Nachushkin is unprotected,
3: if I was, if I was, was Sakic, I
1: would be like,
3: I, I'd try to be like, try convince the Kraken and be like, please don't take Johnson. You know, we'll leave Nachushkin unprotected. You can take him because here's who we want to get. On our offense, we don't want any more defense depleted. Um, and, yeah, then, and that's
1: true. I mean, if if Seattle was uh, dead set on a defender, um, and they do for some reason, which I don't see happening, going for Johnson, yeah, now you've lost two defenders and you've lost all of your muscle on the defensive end.
3: Exactly, so, and then, then and then it's like good. all that all that years that he built, you know, spent rebuilding that physicality and that defense is now gone he's he's got to restart again from square one and i honestly you know like i hope that does not happen i believe if it does sack can pull work some magic but i think that would be devastating if we lose two defensemen out of this
1: and it's not like seattle can take him and then release him seattle has to keep all of the players that they take for this year exactly and the apps can't
3: buy him out like i (laughs) asked you on twitter a few days ago
1: yeah yeah um Interesting yeah good so I do I, I agree if Nachuskin is the guy if he is not protected uh that would be a good pick for Seattle that would save the avalanche two point five million uh Donskoy is the highest and you know he could be protected if he's not that would be very appealing to Seattle and he is just about four million He's three point nine so I mean say it is Donskoy you know with his three point nine and then you know with uh Graves and his three point, which I think was one. You know, you're you're at right around six million that you've just saved. Yeah. Uh, and then is- also, how much was Belmar making? He was only like one and a half. He,
3: so there's he- about, if I'm right, there's about seven mil. And yeah. uh, you know, there you can make you know Landy a good offer, uh, Kale a good offer, and then maybe try and push for Taylor Hall for. Yeah a good $5, 6000000 million.
1: Yeah. And I say Belmar was making one and a half, but that wasn't going against the cap for this year because he's an unrestricted. So they, they were going to need to re-sign him uh, for a certain amount, but it wasn't going to be more than that, which is a little bit surprising why they would let him go when he wasn't really costing him that much money. But it's probably production more than anything. And he's going to be 37, which is crazy. Um, Seth, I want to get to Seth, and then we will get to... Maybe the man of the hour in, in Allen with his uh, Ryan Graves moving, but Seth, what are your uh, your thoughts on the trade? Good trade? Are you happy with it? Um, anything that that's on your mind about hearing about this Ryan Ryan Graves to the New
0: Jersey Devils deal? Uh, well, to be honest, I don't really, I don't, really, I can't really say I feel anything about the trade. I mean, it, it just makes sense, you know. Um, if you, I'm pretty sure it was universally accepted that Ryan Graves was most likely going to be the pick. And well, why lose him for nothing? And, uh, so, uh, you know, getting a second round pick out of it is great. I mean, I don't know anything about, uh, Maltive, uh, but, uh, um, you know, the fact that, uh, Sackett just added to, you know, some, some draft capital, it's in my mind. It's a good move considering that, uh, Ryan Graves probably would have left for nothing. Um, yeah. And it, it it feels like, yeah, it was also sort of a way to, to uh, free up some cap space, you know, uh, get um, get some money going towards Landis Cog on an offer. And uh, I don't know about the Seth Jones angle. Uh, that's a possibility, okay. but I wouldn't mind them making a push for Ryan Suter. Um, you know, he's getting paid by Minnesota either way. So yeah. Saka could negotiate a very team-friendly deal. You know, he could probably still be a serviceable player.
1: Yeah, how old is uh, Suter? Let I me mean, bring up his stuff real quick. Um, I did not say... He was born in 85, <clears throat> so is that 35, 36? Yeah. Um, that's a possibility. Uh, you're not too far out of bounds with that. It, it would all come down to dollars. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind him. I would take Suter. <laughs> uh, so... It may, you know, and, and so Suter was the guy, I believe, was not happy, right? I mean, if you read the articles, <clears throat> um, there there were, you know, two phone calls made, and one went well and understandable, and the other one, uh, the guy hung up on uh, Bill Guerin, the GM, and I think that guy who hung up was Suter. So if he's ticked, maybe he goes to someone like the Avalanche, where he knows he's going to play Minnesota. Uh, the maximum amount of times he can play is, is his former team. That could happen. There could be some revenge there. I'm going to go to, you know, one of the, the, the favorite to win it next year. I'm going to play you a bunch of times, and I'm going to make you pay for it. I could see that happening.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, heck, I wouldn't mind it.
1: No. So would you rather Suter over or over Jones?
0: Uh, Cap-wise, if, uh, Yeah. It, you know, it, it would probably be less of a headache down the road.
1: Trying to see, well, he was making,
0: wow, was he was he
1: really making 11 million a year, Suter?
0: Yeah, he's, he was a third. He was on a 13 year contract before they renegotiated the uh, next <laughs> deal on the CBA. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I mean that'll come down to dollars. We'll see what what you know that, yeah, was Suter that hung up on him? I'm, I'm just looking at it now, so he's not happy. He's not happy. So maybe he does go on a a friendly deal. And yet the wild are paying some of that. So interesting point, man. That's a good point. I like it. So, all right. Um, all right. I want to go to Alan. And for those of you who don't know, Alan is our, our, uh, Ryan graves scholar. And, uh, he, he runs the Ryan graves fan page and, you know, follows him wherever he goes. And when he, when he came to the avalanche, you know, I think became an avalanche fan. It wasn't just like you were a Ryan Graves fan, but you became part of the, the Colorado avalanche fan base. And we've talked about it many times on these green rooms. Uh, you and I will just have text message conversations about it. And we kind of saw like writing on the wall for Graves being the, the favorite to get picked by the Kraken. And then kind of Joe Sackett comes on to, uh, over and pulls the rug out from everybody. And nobody really saw this coming. But now everybody's like, "Yeah, this makes total sense." If you think he's a guy, trade him and get something for him. Um, so, give me your your thoughts, man. Like, where where were you when the news just broke? What was your initial reaction? What's going
4: through through your mind right now? Well, the initial reaction, I I didn't really have a clue what was going on. I hadn't been on social media much in the last few days. Stuff's been going on around. But uh, I was just coming back from the grocery store and my uh, truck told me a text message came through and it's, I clicked on it and it said uh, picture attachment from somebody who doesn't usually send me picture messages to my text. I'm like, hmm, that's a little weird. Maybe this guy's having a baby or something, him and his wife. <laughs> then my then my brother-in-law texts me and he says, looks like you're a devil's fan. Oh, and I knew man. exactly what that meant. There was no other thing that that could be. And then I got home and then stuff started coming on group chats, but nothing actually specifically said Ryan Graves in it. But I knew exactly what everything was saying. and was pointing to this is what happened. So for me, it's kind of it, – it's a good thing and a bad thing. Like, of course, the is yeah. the it's been awesome. And I wish you could have stayed. But it's a benefit to me that he's coming on the East Coast because I'm from the was East Coast. i just going
1: to say that. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's true.
4: So it's a lot better than flying cross country across the continent to Seattle to watch a game, which is even worse than going to Colorado. So,
1: and we that can be a benefit. We were talking about if he if he stays next year, figuring out a way for you know some of the guys that we talked to in, in the chat, like to go out to an avalanche game or something like that, or, or figuring something out. Like we, we were every once in a while, just, just briefly talking about doing something like that. But yeah, it might be an avalanche versus devil's game, uh, in New exactly. Jersey.
4: We could still, we right. could still do that. So,
1: yeah. So, um, we could figure
4: something out, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. but I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I would have to assume it was a shock because, uh, we weren't expecting that. We weren't expecting a trade. Um, we were expecting Seattle and, and, are you how familiar are you with the New Jersey Devils? Have you followed them really at all?
4: Um not not since like the Broder, Scott Stevens, Niedermeyer days. I mean, I, I really like to follow them then, back when I was a lot younger and just kinda just barely a teenager, I guess, but I like that team. Uh, me and Kyle kind of both like Mackenzie Blackwood. I used to have him on actually I still have him on fantasy sports, so mm-hmm. um it's gonna be it's it's going to be a new learning curve of course cuz i know the abs inside and out now compared to what i've known any the other team right. um, so it'll be it'll be a new learning curve i'll get to know the players and i'll get to know of course i'll have to follow their locked on host now a little bit just cuz i have to <laughs> right. Right. Um, it's i don't know it, it's a shame he's going to go to a team that's kind of in rebuild mode or not even even there yet. Maybe they haven't even hit the bottom. I'm not sure yet. I'm going to have to look into this more. It's it's all really brand new to me. I haven't had time to process. Kind of go home, went into that meeting, and, and then it was this. So I was kind of letting it all come to, to this point right here on the green room. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't – I feel confident in, you know, just because he's not playing – with the, the avalanche anymore that you're, you're still kind of going to keep an eye on what's going on in Colorado. And, uh, oh yeah, you, like you just become attached to the abs outside of Graves. Uh, you know, he, he was the sticking point for you, but, um, I, I yeah, I don't feel like you're just completely done with the Colorado avalanche. So.
4: You never know. You might see, you might see me in at at a New Jersey Devils game in New Jersey with an Avs jersey on. So yeah, baby. Yeah.
0: 27
4: it. Graves. Come on. <laughs> I might keep the Avs jersey for that one.
1: Right. Right. So, all right, well. Um, I did want to bring Kyle back in really quickly because um, to talk about that, to talk about where the Devils are, like what can Graves do – for them immediately i know they need defense all the, like the mock drafts i'm seeing is them going defense for most of them i'd say the majority of them uh they're going on defense it doesn't help them immediately uh this does this helps them immediately in a defensive end i know they're like alan had said he's not sure how much of rebuild they're in uh i just feel like the devils are are not i mean yeah they're in rebuild mode, but I don't feel like they are as much as people think they are. I feel like they're on like a, a good trajectory right now. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, watching the Devils all year last year, especially like Alan referenced, like McKenzie Blackwood, his biggest problem was the defense would give up on plays and allow shots just, I mean, all game long. And the addition of Ryan Graves, is honestly a game changer for the New Jersey Devils. Like, if you look at their Twitter right now, they are absolutely beside themselves. Like this is a huge addition to the New Jersey Devils. And I think with an addition of one more key forward, I think the Devils are not going to be as bad as a lot of people assume they are. And yeah. I know it sucks that we're losing Allen and we're losing Ryan Graves. It's gonna it's not gonna be great for the Avalanche, but New Jersey is beside their self right now.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Trending right now on Twitter is Graves. Just Graves.
2: <laughs> hey, so. I'm telling you, he's he might actually uh, reach a level of stardom that he didn't reach in Colorado because his play is so different than anything they have right now on that New Jersey Devils back end that I think he really could make a name for himself in New Jersey. So it is bittersweet, but I think Ryan Graves has him a really good spot that he's going to.
1: Yeah, that's true. So yeah, man, uh, I never really thought Ryan Graves would be be trending on Twitter, but he is. Um, not and not the Devils. I mean, I'm sure the Devils are somewhere on there, but literally, just Graves is a trending topic um, on Twitter. And also, still right now is is Landeskog, and that's where we're gonna go now and, and talk about Gabe Landeskog. I was planning on starting with this, but like I said, because the grave stuff happened. So recently, uh, the grave stuff took precedence for for right now. So we're hearing not good things about what's going on with Gabe Landeskog and Colorado Avalanche. Um, man, I, I don't I don't want to go down the road of this is scaring me uh, just yet because. And again, I hate to use the term early, but it is it is early. But these things need to happen quickly because the off season is not as long as a typical off season. So while I'm not kind of like hitting the panic button right now, uh, it could happen where I'm I'm hitting that panic button uh, relatively sooner than I would because, it, like I said, it's a truncated off season. So if if something Happens. It needs to happen relatively quickly. Um, and if you know this keeps progressing out for a couple of weeks, then you're going to start asking a lot of questions. Um, and I do. There, there's. I just finished up an article that I wrote on the landisgog and avalanche stuff for the hockey writers, which should be coming out I think tomorrow. Um, and t- kind of talk about a lot of, you know, what what should happen. Uh, what does what side are you on? Are you on the Landeskog side for, for everything that he's done for this franchise and for the the city of Denver, being the youngest captain uh, in NHL history until Connor McDavid came around? Um, or are you on the side of the Avalanche of just saying like, look, like we we appreciate everything that you have done, but we're we're strapped here, like we can't. I don't know what the numbers are. The numbers have not come out. We might not hear that for a little while. I don't know what Landis is asking. I don't know what Colorado is offering. And it seems like they are nowhere near where the other one wants to be. Does that happen in negotiations? Yeah, it happens all the time. It happened with Nico Rantanen a couple years ago. They were pretty far apart. And you slowly start coming back. You start... You know, coming around, you have to, you have to give a little, you have to take a little bit. I think that's going to happen here, but the end result is the end result going to be where they find enough common ground somewhere in the middle where a deal gets made. So I'll start with Devin. Um, Lothar saying that he made offers to Landeskog. Uh, I, I haven't heard that, Lothar. I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm sure they've made offers to him. I mean, he, he, they were talking. You know, they were talking before the season even started to try to get something done. Yeah, didn't I didn't think of anything of that at the time. It happens. Um, I th- I
3: think yeah. it's like what we talked about on our episode. It's the years are there. The money just Landis Cog wants too much. The Avs are like, we don't have that. Let us try and work something out, and we'll give you our best. You know, and then at that point, they the Avs are probably going to send something back now and be like, hey. We're letting these guys go. We're doing this. This is the best we can give you. If you can't take that, then we'll, we're, we're going to have to part ways. And I think that's what it's going to have to come down to. Because I think the ABS, like you said, are just not financially able to keep all the guys. Um, you know, I think they're freeing up money and just going to send them as their best offer on what they absolutely max they can do for him. And it's yeah. going to be in Wanda ballpark to either – do you want to win a cup and be here or do you really want to chase the money?
1: So exactly. No, that's exactly the point. Like, do, do you want to stick around and, and have your best chance or one of your best chances to win a cup? Um, or you want to chase money? I, I don't know. I mean, does he, w- but where would he go chase money? Does he want to go chase money for LA? Uh,
3: I think LA would have yeah. the, have the better offer than
1: yeah. Any, um,
3: any game and but yeah, LA still rebuilding. So, Honestly, it's really up to what Landeskog really, really wants in his heart. And if he thinks he's deserving of the money, I think he'll chase the money. But that's all. It's literally all up to Landy and what he wants. And I know Landy has a wife and a new born baby. So, you know, maybe he can be like, I do want to win. But right now with the kid, I got to take the money. And like as much as that would hurt Avalanche fans, I mean, I wouldn't blame Landeskog just because I was kind of in the same spot with me and my fiancé when we were – almost had a kid and I had bounced a job for a management position at my old
1: job, so. Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, you, you – and this is the point – and this is what I say in the article too. Is was like this is the point where he has been waiting uh, his whole hockey career in terms of – being financially, you know, well, off. he is financially well off, but cashing in is is right now for him. This is his after 27 uh, year old contracts. This is what they wait for. Um, and he wants to maximize that. So. I, how far off are they? I don't I mean, I, I would have to feel like they are really, really far away, far off from each other. If something hasn't been done, and he is going to press now, he is talking to people saying, "Like I'm disappointed. Like we haven't got something done." The only, the only one that I have seen, um, and Blaine put something in the chat saying he saw one uh, five years for seven million. Um, I haven't seen seen that, but I mean, that very well could be out there. And and I think you said it that like I think the term is there. I think they both agree really on term, uh, but I think the dollar amounts is clearly where they're off. The one that I saw, and again, this isn't like. Hasn't been approved or anything, but they were offering him five million, which is less than what he made last year. Yeah, that's. I, a, on it, I honestly that think a what, slap in the face, and and we might. This might be the end of Landis God. if if they did that. Uh, I think Gogg walks. I
3: I do too. I think honestly, Gogg is looking more between ten and thirteen, and the Abs are like, no, we can't even offer you that. Like yeah. at max what we're gonna offer you is probably eight million to nine yeah. million. And if you can't take that then, you know, go play for LA, which LA I think will offer probably ten between ten and thirteen million. So I think if LA does that, he's he's gone to LA and then I think the Avs they uh get a new captain and I think the uh captain is uh, obvious by uh big two nine out there, so
1: yeah. yeah. No man, I agree. Good stuff, uh, Seth. What's your take on all this? Does it get done? Is this just the way negotiations go? Any, any? Are you have any like major concerns over this right now?
0: Uh, you know, uh, from the reports I've seen on Twitter and what uh, Dreger reported and all that, um, it is a little uh, nerve-wracking. I, I, I guess it's it's a good way to describe it. Um, obviously, you know very rarely to never do things get done on, on the first few negotiations. Um, Now I I did see um, uh, something about, yeah, the abs offered him around 5.5 million. uh, And sheesh, if that's true, then I wouldn't blame my Neskog for going, for going somewhere else. Uh, You know, even, even, I mean, he's a lot more valuable than that, you know, um, yeah, but I, uh, yeah. I, I, mean, yeah, L. A. could offer him the money. I think, uh, I think Toronto could offer him something as well if they can't keep Hyman Um, it's just, uh, it's really going to come down to, I guess, uh, yeah, the, the terms of money because they, they, I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, they, they can agree on term and, and you know, it, it is going to say something on, on, on Saturday if. He is protected, you know, because that they'll at least, uh, you know, show to him that the Avalanche are still willing to get a deal done. You know, they don't want him negotiating in Seattle. Uh, yes. And – but I wouldn't blame him if he wanted to take the money right now. You know, with the way things are uh, in the world, you know, money's sort of – certainly, I guess uh, – something that you don't want to have as an uncertainty. So, right. yeah.
1: Yeah. No, thanks, Seth. Um, I totally agree with with how we see their protected list come out. Yeah, if they they protect him, uh, I think you're right. I think that that shows him that, like, all right, you know, we might be far away right now, but you're our captain. We still want to deal with you. Uh, We still want you here. If they don't protect him, then if they don't protect him, and if it's true, they offered him five million a year. I think the Avalanche have different plans, uh, and maybe we were thinking that they they wanted him back way more than the Avalanche really actually do. So uh, yeah, I think Saturday, if we find out Saturday, I still don't know that if we definitely find out on Saturday. I know that the the lists have to go in. But does anybody I think know it's Sunday morning? I think it's Sunday
0: morning where they get uh, released.
1: So the next morning we would find out. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's close enough. I just didn't want it to be like, you know, the day of the expansion draft we all find this out, which I wasn't expecting that, but you know, that's that would have been the worst. Um, and you know, we we were talking about how the Graves trade freed up some money. Um, and you know, we were talking about how all of that might go towards uh, a free agent and replacing Graves. Some of it might, some maybe some of these moves are also trying to free up some money for Gabe Landeskog. Uh, so you know they they that that could be a real possibility too. So who knows, Alan? Um, unmute yourself. What are you, what are you taking on the Gabe Landeskog situation? You nervous? Is this gonna get done?
4: Um, I'm thinking they're gonna get it done. It, he's he's the glue man. He's he's in the locker room. He. Does the, what he needs to do on the ice? He scores goals. He gets in front of the net. He's—they can't lose him. He's a franchise player. They—they they can't lose him. I mean, it's hockey. Anything can happen. But I think there's a lot of media hype just to just for that media hype. It could be, yeah, I mean they
1: they media likes to take things and run with it, but you know he did do an interview where he said he was a little bit disappointed, but even he didn't come out and say, You know, we're so far away, I don't have any hope he said the opposite he said, I still have hope that this can this can work, uh so you know he's saying the things that I think avalanche fans want to hear, uh but he's yeah. also those things are also being latched on by almost every other team in the league and you guys are on Twitter, you know, you've seen that, that cropped image of him in a St. Louis blues Jersey that is making the rounds on Twitter. They St. Louis fans are convinced they are signing Dave ran They are convinced of it. And, you know, if, and when they don't, he'll go right back to, he sucks, but they want him so (laughs) bad. Um, and, and so do a lot of other teams. You're seeing a lot of teams saying, why, why would we not go after him? He's one of yeah, the biggest yeah, free agents in this free agent market. So, uh, you know, if the Avalanche don't put, put up what he's looking for, at least in that ballpark, like we've all been saying, somebody is going to, and he will have no shortage of suitors uh, that he will be able to pick where he wants to go next. So the Avalanche really got to walk this line with him because – Block very, very easily.
4: I think he's the kind of captain that every team would want, and plus, he's a great all around player. So, exactly what you said who wouldn't want Gabe Landeskog? Mm-hmm. It, it's he, he's one of those he, just that who wouldn't want Gabe Landeskog?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's as simple as that. You're right, you're right. Um, yeah, thanks, Alan. So, Kyle, uh, your thoughts on this is this, uh, eventually going to get done or are you are you getting a little nervous
2: i'm absolutely getting nervous um there are two or three things on the horizon that are making me really nervous about this uh, It was announced this morning that toronto is telling the agent for zach hyman that it's okay for him to talk to other teams and i know like steve dangle and the whole sports net they're all they're making a huge pitch for gabe Landeskog to toronto which is a beautiful pipe dream who doesn't want Landeskog? But the St. Louis thing is really starting to get traction. They're losing Tarasenko. Gabe and Ryan O'Reilly are good buddies. Um, They're going to go back on the line together. That would be the number one destination I think he goes to. Because I don't think Gabe Landeskog wants to go to California to try out Anaheim or L.A. Because he's not going to drop himself on a line that has a, a lateral move, McKinnon or Rantanen. He doesn't put up those numbers by himself, a lot of those yeah. points come off assists, and he's given it to Nate and Miko, so I think he wants to go somewhere with some talent, and if they did offer him less than he's making now, I understand why Gabe is upset, I really hope that's not the case, but I hope he can um, just on loyalty, just say okay, I won't go that low but meet me in the middle and I think there would be no problem in meeting in the middle, but $10 million, Landy, that's a little bit high. You know that. You don't really need to be making more than Miko right now. I think we all can agree on that. Right. But, um, but meeting but is in the that, middle.
1: Is that his is that his negotiation tactic? You, know, you have to start high. You, you have to start as high as, as possible. And, you, and his high might be, I want to be the highest paid player on this team. And, you know, the Avalanche can then come back and say, like, that's, you know, number one, we can't, can't do that. Uh, because of the cap restrictions we have. And then it pretty much just ends right there. You know, it's not that they don't want him to be that or have that title. Um, you know, from, from a a player I guess a stats or, or a skill standpoint, I don't think he deserves to have that title as highest paid player on the team. Which even if he was, it's only gonna last another couple of years because, you know, Nathan McKinnon's gonna own that when his contract is up. So it it it's a moot point in a couple of years. But that might be his starting point for him is to say, like, make me the highest player, play, play, paid player on this team. Avalanche come back and say, like, we can't go there for cap reasons. That would sound nice, but we can offer you this. I, I like, I think we're all in agreement that if they can get in the same ballpark, uh, and by that, I mean, maybe like a million dollars off. I think it happens, but yeah. for them to not, it seems like they are not even. You know, in the same state right now,
2: and and Landy is at a place in his career where he can't really be thinking about like really making gobs of money. He's got to be thinking about a cup, and where's the best place that he's going to win a cup? Um, St. Louis is not in a better position when it comes to the playoffs than the Avalanche right now. Um, Toronto is definitely not your answer. No team in California is your answer. So I would, in that aspect, I would lean to. Landy and Sackick meeting somewhere in the middle saying, okay, pay me just under what Miko gets and we'll deal with this later. And just Sackick needs to tell him, just take this little bit less and we can get you some pieces to get past this second round and get you a cup. Then you can name your price wherever you go. Just get you a cup here and we'll thank you for your service and then go make a career somewhere else.
1: So do you feel like, you know, a lot of people are throwing around, you know, like the most the Avalanche could do would be like around eight million. And if he's asking to be the highest paid player on the abs, he'd be asking for ten. And we kind of feel like there is a team out there that would definitely offer him that. Do you think that even though like eight is is a nice chunk of money, uh, do you think that those that two million dollars over the course of seven, eight years, uh, you know, that's another Fifteen or fourteen, sixteen million dollars he could make. Do you think he would still walk uh, if, if the difference between what the Avalanche are offering him and what another team off is offering him is say two million dollars, but the added bonus of being on the Avalanche is like we're saying you can win maybe multiple cups, at least one you would hope, maybe multiple ones.
2: Yeah, and it's honestly like everybody to this point has been saying like Landy is the glue, Landy is loyalty. Well, when it comes to this, if he's asking for 10 is and expecting to walk, who's being loyal here? Like, is management pitching this price tag, um, telling him, hey, one more piece, we're past the second round? If he's going for money, who's actually being loyal here? Is yeah. Sakic actually trying to build to the future? Or is Landy trying to cash out, knowing the cap, the cap is flat and that the team is strapped for cash as it is, um, who's being loyal to who here. And Mm -hmm. so we're asking Landy to stay with us because we know we could take him to that next level. But if he wants a Taylor hall payday, he can find a Buffalo Sabres that'll take him, (laughs) but he'll never find that cup. So it's all about where
1: Landy wants to be. And the winters in Buffalo suck too. So I think everything does right now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, we'll see. This is gonna this is gonna get interesting. So I don't, and the kind of the the, the way I titled the article, like I said, which should come out tomorrow, uh, I believe it should come tomorrow, is is nobody thought the avalanche and Gabe Landeskog would be here. We I I did not anticipate that I would be talking about the avalanche and Gabe Landeskog in this way. Thought we would be talking about how this was a a smooth negotiation. Both people were on the same page. Both camps were on the same page, and yeah, there were maybe like fine little details that they had to hammer out, which it, it you know, it didn't take that long. Seems like uh they are going to throw the world at Kale McCarr, which I completely understand. Uh, and Landiscog they wanna deal back and forth with him. And that is another thing that I bring up is do the avalanche real do they wanna make Nathan McKinnon, who are you know, he's he's a superstar, do they wanna make him and Kale McCarr the face of this franchise? And in some aspects, just move, move on from Gabe Landis. I don't think they want to. I think they want to keep him there for the right amount of money, uh, but they are not going to overpay for, for Gabe Landis. And I think they're, they're, I don't want to say they're dug in. I don't feel like they're dug in, but there is definitely a limit uh, that they are not going to go over. And is it going to be Gabe Landis meets them at that limit? Or if he says, no, you have to come up to where I am. And if that's the breaking point, then that's the end. So, and we move on without him, but I I don't want that to happen. I really don't think it's going to happen. I really think that both these sides know uh, they have something special here. And I really think it it gets done. I do. I I genuinely feel that way. I I would be surprised if it didn't happen, but we were all surprised today when Ryan Graves got traded. So who the heck knows what's going to happen. Um, All right, one more quick thing I want to get to, and kind of like a a sayonara to P.E. Belmar, because uh, the Avalanche are not bringing him back for next year. He's an unrestricted, so they would have had to sign him. I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't. Uh, I guess the only reason why is, you know, he is going, to he's turning 37. It wouldn't have cost a lot of money to bring him back. But I think this is just, the Avs have so much talent in their prospect pool and they saw a handful of these guys and what they can do. And, you know, I, I, I think, yeah, sure. They could go uh, bring in a free agent or the guy that they just traded for from, from the devils could, could take that spot. Everything I'm seeing right now is he's a bottom six guy. Um, he, I mean, he could take that position. Who knows? Or the avalanche. Cause like, like I said, just have all of these prospects that they've just been stockpiling finally take over. And that's how Belmar just got pushed out. It sucks because he is an absolute fan favorite. Uh, You know, from the fan standpoint, definitely in the locker room, he's a favorite. Him just, you know, just uh, rolling, not rolling around the ice, like gliding around on the ice, just crashing into people. Uh, He's just a free spirit, fun loving guy. I put up the thing about the Lake Tahoe comment, which is just absolutely hysterical, even to this day. Um, he's going to be missed in, in that aspect. Not a guy that puts up a ton of points and, you know, he's, he's not going to win you games, but he's a hard worker. He was a hard worker. And uh, the couple of years that he was with the Avalanche, you had to enjoy him. So um, I'll start with Seth. And uh, I guess any parting words for,
0: for P.E. Belmar? Uh, I mean – He's a great guy, you know, he's a great, uh, teammate, you know, uh, off the ice, just a great person. And, you know, the little soundbite he had about like Tahoe is always going to be memorable. Um, you know, the, the bumps he would give to teammates, uh, after, uh, abs win was probably the most, like, probably the best, like, celebration after a win since, like, uh, the little bang, bang dance, uh, Lichene and Stastny had, um, uh, you know, i it, 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 I understand why, uh. He's not coming back, you know. The uh, guys have a lot of good players waiting. Um, but uh, his, his time in the sweater will at least be memorable in a fun standpoint. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: He, he, he's the type of guy that I, I, I wish would just retire and just take a position with the Avalanche just so he could stay, you know, with the franchise. That'd be good. Alan, uh, you're a couple of years obviously watching the ads with Braves and uh, – Pick up anything on, on Doma.
4: Um Best memory is still your favorite memory, and that's the conversation about the lake and the <laughs> skating.
0: <laughs> never going
4: to forget that. Uh, you bring I, it up once in a while, but it's true. It's one of those things. You never forget those good things. If, if, um, you're,
1: if you are feeling bad and you're, you're, you're having a rough day, it's raining outside or, do it's snowing outside or whatever the case may be or, you know, a bad day at work. Uh, fire up YouTube, put in P.E. Belmar, Lake Tahoe comments and, uh, the rest of your day will be, uh, sunshine and rainbows. It, it, it's so, it's so genuine. It's so awesome. It, it was it's
4: perfect. Then he had his his belly bumps at the end of the game. He was always the last one off the ice, I think, or second last. He had to belly bump everybody before they left. All the good stuff. Like they said, he was good in the locker room. That's, for me, in anything, if you have good relations with people or having fun, like at work or whatever, it's all about that, right? And that's one thing he brought, and that's one thing they said. So that's something that always sticks with me when I see teammates doing that. Because that's how you have fun doing what you do.
1: Exactly. You keep, you keep it loose and you keep it light because, uh, you know, sports can be a lot of pressure on some of these guys. So, you know, when you yeah. have a guy like, kind of just going around flying into you when you're trying to, to warm up, uh, it just, you know, you forget about how, you know, how, how stressful some of these games can be. So you'll definitely miss that. Good stuff, Alan, uh, Devin, you email, our thoughts,
3: uh, just simply, it was great while it lasted. And, uh, I think when he's all said and done and hangs up his skates, he won't be remembered as a knight or uh, whatever team he goes to next. But he'll always be remembered as a member of the Colorado Avalanche. You know, yeah. we might see kind of what uh, Demarius Thomas did, where he comes back just to retire as an Avalanche. That'd
1: be nice. Which I think, I think just would be fitting, just for being that character guy for the Avs. They don't do that in hockey too much, do they? In football, they always sign those like one day contracts just so they can retire as a certain player or something like that. Like I'd be okay with that with Belmar. I uh I think it was
3: uh I think one player did a few years ago. Uh might have been uh gosh. Might have been Paul Korea, I think. He retired oh, as a really? duck.
1: So he did the, he did the one day contract thing?
3: I think I think he did and retired as a duck, but I'm not 100% sure.
1: I'd be okay with Belmar doing it and then you know, like I said taking a front office gig. So yeah, he be, he became a favorite. He became a favorite. So and we'll finish up with Kyle. Your your Belmar thoughts. We're not on the lake?
2: <laughs>
1: no, you're
2: crushing my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> we will miss him. um, um I mean vegas missed him when he left Colorado will miss him um wherever he goes he he's gonna make an impact. He was that in the rock locker room um presence he was he was the attitude and the spirit of the team um it's a it's a business and uh it's a business decision, nothing against belly but we love him and we'll miss him
1: yeah and and not only on the ice off the ice he did a lot of stuff too. For yeah. uh, getting in, you know people of color included in, in the sport, um, he's he's big into to stuff like that. So he was kind of like the ambassador for the Avalanche to to do things like that. So absolutely awesome, awesome guy. So um, he'll be missing, like I said on Twitter, like wherever he goes, I will definitely be rooting for him. Just as long as he doesn't go back to Vegas, I mean, then maybe I'll just root for him. I mean maybe I'll root for him to have a really good game in a Vegas loss. That that's really the only way I could do that. So um but yeah, he'll he'll be missed, definitely. Um all right guys, that that's gonna wrap it up. That's uh I think that's enough for one for one green room. Jeez. But next week is almost be an hour long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> I mean and it, it, it was needed. A lot happened today. Um and you know, this time next week we'll be doing it again. And the, the Kraken will have a team, a, a save for the draft. Uh, they will have a roster. So, uh, next Thursday, you can bet we will be talking about whoever it was that the Kraken took off of the Avalanche and whatever picks they made, if there's any that were of interest to talk about. So, uh, you got anything else, Devin? No, just, uh, I didn't know if you want to say Oh, that.
3: I didn't even know. Huh. That's all right. It's, okay. It, it's, it's all right. It. But, uh, yeah, these are always fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. guys, I always recommend you listen to the show, jump on. We do this every Thursday. Um, they're a lot of fun. Join the chat. Um, yeah, I want to give a lot more people on here, man. Get a lot more people involved. I think next
1: week, depending on who Seattle takes, uh, if it's maybe like a shocker or uh, if someone, if it's like Donskoy, maybe, I think that might get people wanting to talk about it because maybe they're not expecting him to go. A lot of people think they're expecting him to be protected, which could happen. So I don't know, it'll all play out. So this time uh, next week, definitely join the green room because that's going to be definitely a fun one. And then we'll prep for the draft, which is almost right away. Um, all right, guys. Uh, appreciate everybody in here. It's always fun, like Devin said. And then, oh god, Jason's here. Do, do I bring Jason in? Do I bring do Jason? It. Do, all right, I mean, it, you got. I, I was wrapping things up, and you just got in in the nick of time. So, Lucky
5: number seven. <laughs>
1: What, what include, is going and, on in the world of Jason Hernandez and the Locked On Ducks right now?
5: I've been in all of y'all's rooms today,
1: <laughs> like every host. Yeah, you fly around so, to these. things. Yeah, it's great. Just bar hopping. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's going on with, with you? Are, are you coming in to uh, discuss your take on the Ryan Graves trade or, or hoping that you can pull Gabe Landiscock away from Colorado and land him in Anaheim in some fashion?
5: Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> I'll be honest.
1: <laughs> uh, so no, let's. What, the grave,
5: the uh, grave deal is not a bad one.
1: For one do side. you know anything about this guy? Do you know anything about this this guy that that they're getting in? Because uh, nope, Kyle, Kyle knew a little bit, but um, you know, he he's kind of a a mystery right now.
5: He's a wild card.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah,
5: can the I... only thing I know is he's got a fairly good shot.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing I read about him was that he's got a, a shot and he's not afraid to use it. So, yeah. Um, if, if you give me permission, I want. Can I talk about the the deal that you made on our on our mock draft, or is that not yes. knowledge yet? Can I? Yeah. All right. So for everybody, like within the coming days, I don't know if they've started to release them. No, I don't think they released them yet. But we did a. A uh, NH- locked on NHL wide mock draft, and we were doing it through email, and you know whoever was the host of the show is is making the pick, um, and it took us forever to get through it because you know people had lives and they couldn't get through it right away. But um, Jason, obviously host of the Locked On Ducks, who have the third pick, made a trade, and he made a trade with the Buffalo Sabers. Where he gave up the third overall pick, and who are the players you gave up?
5: Jamie Drysdale and Adam
1: Henrique. Yeah. And and a fifth round, or you got the fifth round?
5: Got a fifth round.
1: Yeah, so he got a fifth round, and that was it. That's all he got was a fifth round. No, and he, and Jack he also got Eichel. and Jack Eichel. So he <laughs> so he got uh he got Eichel in a trade. Is this is this legit? Is this something that actually could happen?
5: Maybe not entirely, but it's something that is still in the works. It is still being rumored that the Ducks are going after Jack Eichel, and it is going to involve that third pick.
1: I would have to. I don't think there's any – and that's really appealing to Buffalo, clearly because they have number one. Getting number one and number three, like two immediate impact uh, rookies, that's appealing. That's really appealing. Yeah.
5: And the Ducks, the Ducks need to make some kind of change in their lineup because, you know, they've had one of the worst power plays in NHL history this past season. Mm-hmm. They've had one of the worst offenses in the past decade. They need to do something. Mm-hmm. And if it's going to take the number three pick, so be it. This so be isn't it. exactly yeah. the strongest draft. So I say, why not? Just go for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're in, a, in a position where you, you got to make – you got to make some moves. Uh, so do you want a, a, an immediate player? Like yeah, exactly. Or, or, or draft a, a rookie who could have an impact this year or you might need a couple years to develop. Who the heck knows? So you kind of throw your hands up. You don't know. Uh, with this year's Kyle, draft, it'll be the development. Yeah, a, a lot of these guys will be, definitely. Kyle's saying yeah. don't do it. Kyle saying, is saying do not do it. Um, I love this stuff, man. So I, I, I'm with Jason. I, I would pull the trigger on that like immediately. So I, I have a I, question I just,
3: for uh, Jason, real quick. Yeah, What's up? Right. Speaking about the Ducks, uh, do you think they're ever going to go back to their like early '90s uniforms from the like the Mighty Ducks movies?
5: I wish they would. The fans want it. I want it. A lot of people want it. I, guess. I think
3: hockey fans in general just want it because it's just such oh, cool. a cool logo and such a cool jersey. jersey.
5: I mean, yeah. they have their third jersey. Which is the Mighty Ducks, but in that orange thing, which is cool-ish. It's not bad.
3: No, you got you got to go with the classic white.
5: Yeah, the classic. Purple. Yeah, the, the eggplant jade. Got to go with those colors. I agree on that 100%. That's mm-hmm. my favorite jersey. I mean, the Ducks jersey that I have. I have a white one from the 90s, which still kind of fits. I have my 25th anniversary jersey. That's one of my favorite ones. The one that has the teal, the silver, the black. That one's legit. That one's cool. Yeah. So I wish they would.
0: I'm just a huge... I would make the trip from North Hollywood to just see those jerseys. I'm like 32 miles out from Anaheim. I would just make the trip just to see those things.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just a huge jersey collector myself, so... Yeah. Um, If I start talking about jerseys, we'll be here all night. (laughs) <laughs> we'll have to we save all that we'll save we'll that save for that. another time
1: I, like after the expansion draft's over after the the prospect draft is over we'll do after a free agency a after free yeah. agency too. After, after free right, agency
3: right, right before like
1: down. all the
3: teams come out with like their one jersey for their special night Every for like yeah. the rivalries, we'll figure out. We'll all get in a debate and figure out from which team, which jersey is it going to be. You know.
1: That, that's, <laughs> I like. That. We'll do that. We'll, we'll do when everything is sound That we have those couple weeks where there's really nothing going on. We will do a, a a jersey green room. Sound like a plan? Yeah, I'm down. All right, all right, we'll do that. All right, we're gonna wrap this up now, man, because this has been a a, a nice beefy. Green room, so uh, I gotta edit this bad boy. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for for joining. These are awesome, Jason. Thanks for jumping in here at the end. Uh, maybe the echo thing happens. I, I would love to see that happen. Let's see. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for for stopping in. We'll see everybody next week where we will be talking about the expansion draft. Till then, uh, catch me Monday. We'll be back with another episode on Monday. So thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you online and we'll see you next week. Have a good one.
3: Go abs. Go.